is our leader? Where are you? Where is our leader at this time? At this time when our country is down on its knees, begging, pleading, hurt, angry, frustrated, in pain, begging and pleading with its arms out, just wanting to be heard, begging and pleading and praying for change. Where are you? Where is our compassionate leader who's gonna step up to our country, who's down on its knees and extend a hand and say, you stand up, stand up with me, stand up with me because I got you. I got you, I got you, I hear you, I'm listening to you. And you have my word that I'm gonna do everything in my power and, and until my dying day, my last breath, to do everything I can to create the change that is needed to normalize equality because black lives matter. Where are you? It's that same compassionate leader who has to come back and readdress the country to give important context, to give to give an important perspective on the comments that were just made. Of course, all lives matter. Every single one, all lives matter because we, as Americans, we believe in inclusivity. We believe in acceptance. We believe in human rights. We believe in equality for all. That's what we believe in. So of course, all lives matter. But in this moment right now, this defining, pivotal, explosive moment where, where our country is down on its knees, the floorboards of our country are, are becoming unhinged in this moment. We must say the words, black lives matter. Where are you? Where are you? Because here's what happens when you extend the hand and you reach out to Americans who are in pain. And they stand with you. They stand with you. Here's what happens. The country, the entire country, the entire country stands and rises as well. There is military force that has been deployed. on our own people. Looters, yes. Criminals, absolutely. But our protesters who are begging and pleading, our protesters who are in pain, you know, you would be surprised how people in pain would respond when you say to them, I care about you. When you say to them, I'm listening to you, you'd be surprised how people would respond, how Americans would respond. If you say to them, I care about you, I'm listening to you. This is our country. You are all my people. And I take full responsibility and full accountability for something that has been hundreds of years of systemic disease, 
Why am I taking full accountability? Because I am your leader. I'm your leader and I'm gonna do everything I can to make this right. And I'll tell you what, you give me, you give me, some, you give me some trust, you give me some time, you give me some effort, you give me some love. I'm right there with you and together we're gonna make this right. Together we're gonna create that change. Together we're gonna normalize equality. We're gonna do it, but we're gonna do it together. You'd be surprised how Americans and how human beings would respond. They would rise up with you. We would rise up with you. The world would rise up with you. Okay. Um, it is Friday, June 5th. Uh, 2020. Listen, people, I, I I don't know what to tell you. I've been I've been drinking all day. Uh, shout out to um, Micah and Sean and uh, Jeff, the King of Grief, for uh, providing me with booze money to get through this particular point in the um in the show because uh, you know I, I i try to get properly lubricated before i get on the mic because i found that is the only way i can communicate with people these days i i would i would like to not drink i have i I, w I wasn't drinking for a couple of days for a while there but then i remembered oh shit i have to do this Tell you the truth, I don't have to do this. I don't have a lot of listeners. So, but yeah, I just figured to the 20 or so who listens to this shit, thought I'd um get on the mic and, and talk to y'all. I mean, you just listen to The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, give his two uh, two cents, and I mean, he, 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 he brought it all down just because... He's basically saying all the shit that in a perfect world would happen. But we do not live in a perfect world. We live in a world um, full of bullshit. And if the past couple of weeks have taught us anything is that uh, just, you know, bullshit is always going to be around. And uh, people are going to do whatever the fuck they want to do. And when I say people, I mean uh, just like uh, uh, the higher-ups, the powers that be, the 1%, the whoever the hell you want to call them. Uh, people who don't give a fuck about you and are um, perfectly willing to let everything go to shit just so they can. And, uh, you know, I'm almost kind of, kind of feel I'm veering off topic because, you know, I, I'm, for those of you who, who, who uh, came to this uh, podcast to listen to me go off on uh, the police brutality and just the systemic racism, first of all, 
I've been telling y'all that shit for so long. Like, I, I just, it's like it almost feels like I'm falling on deaf ears. Because, uh, if anything, the um, police brutality is very visible now. Because, you know, for the past few days, I've been watching nothing but uh, just police officers just beating the shit out of whoever is in the vicinity. And for those of you who can't believe that can happen, I want to point directly to a little thing called the 60s, where that shit happened kind of all the time. Now, some of y'all are like, but that was the 60s. That was a long time ago. But it doesn't mean that it can't happen again, which it has. As we've had peaceful protesters going out to protest black people being killed at the hands of the police. And if there's anything the police has shown us these past few years is that they hate it when... Uh, people go against them so they are willing to beat the shit out of y'all with billy clubs tear gas your ass uh make sure y'all don't have uh milk and water for all the tear gas and arrest you as soon as possible and let me tell let me tell you this and and know some people may not want to hear this, but I'm just going to say it. Back when I lived in Raleigh, North Carolina, I had several pleasant encounters with the police when I got, you know, when they pulled me over. I mean, I'll never forget this one time when I was just like, I used to have this jalopy-ass Lincoln Continental, and, you know, the you know, tags were off. It was just like, you know, smoking, whatever. For you. And so this cop pulled me over. And uh, just oh, he he looked at you know, my driver's license, and everything, and, and he and he and he said, "Hey, aren't you Craig? Aren't you write for the newspaper and stuff like you? You know all this." I said, "Yes, I do." And oh, oh, okay, man. Well, just like you know, just you know, get this car fixed and, and move along. So just that they had another time. Um, it was like I was I was, it was like one two o'clock in the morning, and I was um leaving an international house of pancakes and a, a cop pulled me over and, and just like the same thing, like tags were off and just like, say, Hey man, what, what are you doing? It's like, I'm just driving home. And then it was just like, okay, well just like, just get your tags. And everything. So like that, that shit, once again, that's North Carolina. So that's a whole other entity in itself. where are just like, there's actually DC cops in North Carolina. Matter of fact, it's like, you know, just, uh, if I strongly suggest, just move to North Carolina. Just, I know that, you know, just you don't think it's a place, but just like, I'll never forget uh, Garth Trinidad, a DJ in LA. You know, we were talking, just he, he was like, wanted to see about moving to North Carolina, and he actually, you know, he asked me, hey, what's it like down there? And so, but that's North Carolina. There are a lot of other places, and uh, which I have seen on Twitter where uh, the police aren't necessarily so accommodating. I saw a video of uh, Boston police officers and a whole truck 
of, uh, of of bricks, make it hoping that people will throw bricks at shit so they can so they can arrest them. I've seen a video of uh, Philadelphia peop- uh, police, the city of brotherly love, uh, doing the whole shit that they did. That cop, uh, Derek Chauvin, did to George Floyd, put it, put him on the ground, got knee to the back, and he said, "I can't breathe." Can't be. And one of them said, uh, "This is Philadelphia. It's like that shit don't work here." I've seen cops in Los Angeles. Uh, just, you know, try to, you know, not try to actually vandalize, but get called, got landlords of property, uh, vandalize, you know, that property so they can give the, give the illusion that, uh, protesters have been vandalizing. Oh well, what else? I see New York. I just seen New York police officers beating the shit out of protesters. It's just like they're just they don't they're not even trying. They're just like fuck it. I'm just gonna beat beat the shit out of protesters. Oh, man, just listen. Um, and of course, the one person who could stop all that shit isn't even trying. Uh, he is, he, 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 matter of fact, he is willing to bring in, as you know, as Rodman and bring military and all that shit, just to put order, law and order, as he called it, uh, to, to, to make sure that shit goes correct his way. I mean, he did it on Monday, tear gassing protesters so he could take a photo at a church. And even the people of the church, man, fuck you. Holding that Bible upside down. Go eating dick. As a matter of fact, eat my dick on soft. Can, can, can we just have t-shirts now? we just like say, hey, Mr. President, eat my dick on soft. Because obviously you don't give a shit. Here's the sad part. A lot of us, myself, knew that this guy did not give a shit about anybody, didn't give a shit about the working class, didn't give a shit about middle America, but y'all motherfuckers fell for the bait because y'all hated Obama because, you know, because he was black or just, you know, just y'all, he, he wore tan suits. and You definitely hated Hillary and everything, so now you had to do with this motherfucker who, who, who has proven, especially this year, that he doesn't give a shit about anybody. He's let a lot of senior citizens die. You know, all your grandparents and everything, they're dead. So, and there's still motherfuckers still cape for that. You know, we've seen, um, <clears throat> we've seen just all the goddamn uh, right-wing militia groups come out. I saw a video of, uh, of a dude come out of his car because some protesters were protesting. One of them threw some, something. He came out with a goddamn uh, four-bladed hand glove. I'm like, geez, you know when? Yeah, when goddamn uh, racist uh, white people go crazy, they go crazy. It just. You, know, you can't stop them from going crazy. 
because they want to make sure this country stays as white as possible. But this is what happens. This is what happens when white privilege gets threatened. The, of course, the finest example of that is all the shit with that lady in the Central Park or the Bramble, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, black dude say, hey, could you, would you mind uh, putting your dog on a leash so he doesn't run away and just you know eats birds? And instead of her actually doing it, uh, she called up the cops to tell them that this white man, no, this black man was threatening her. And, and she's doing all this shit while she got her dog and just choking the shit out of the dog. So not only do you got black people mad at this woman, you got goddamn ass. PCA, all the animal rights people, like she she gave zero fucks. She did not care. Like it was just about herself and just she was threatened. And and that's this whole thing. Just like I've I've talked about this way too many times with people, just like White people, just, you know, just admit you're a little bit racist because just like when shit like this happens, your racism comes out. I've, I've had it personally. I mean, like, motherfuckers, like, they see me coming and they just feel threatened because of just my mere presence. I've, oh, the the just all the stories I could tell you, just the stories, just the shit that just happened in Houston right now where I'm living in. I could tell you just just all the people who've kicked me out of art galleries because I asked the question or they just saw me and they just they they told me I had to go or they uh, sick security on me and uh, just I had to. A dude in, I've said this before, dude clown makeup who runs an art studio on the east side. I was there. It was like this big gathering. They had like goddamn DJ and then like a barbecue and shit. And I was there for a while. And then I asked this one girl, hey, anybody tell you look like Sarah Huckabee Sanders? And uh, she didn't even know who the fuck guess there Huckabee Sanders was so I was like uh, okay and the dude in the clown makeup didn't appreciate that so he instead of him just saying hey man you gotta go I'll appreciate the way you said my friend nigga got security like security from across the street he, they were manning the, the, the cars and shit I'm like I'm talking with the DJ and everything and they he brought the security and and the, the security went to me. Hey man, you gotta go. And I'm like, what? I'm like what? Like yeah, man, you just gotta go. Like what the fuck did I do? Just say, oh, just he down to the, the person who runs and says you gotta go and everything. So it was just like, I should put that motherfucker on blast, but I don't like it. Whatever. And there's that whole thing where like uh, there was that time 
like some like uh like I was at this other gathering where uh you know where I just uh oh yeah the I was at this this fucking art gallery. You know the funny thing like a lot of the stuff happens on the east side of Houston like no place else but the east side. Uh, I was I was there. It is like there's there's like this uh, exhibit of uh, VHS tapes that had uh, art on the 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 boxes of the VHS uh, tapes, and I wanted to talk to the uh, the uh, the organizers because I interviewed her earlier. First of all, I interviewed her and said, "Hey, you want to meet up anywhere and talk about this?" And uh, she was like, "Where we meet, man?" I was like, "I was like, well, there's this bar I frequent. You want to, you know, go over because that's, you know, back when I used to live in Raleigh, that's where I used to, that's how I, you know, would, uh, you know, contact people face to face. Like I would be at a bar, just like, hey, you want this uh, familiar watering hole I used to be at? You know, I'm gonna be there. You want to? And we'd interview, and that, and that was like the end of it. I did, that was it. I was I interviewed countless people at this bar I used to go in Raleigh, so I figured I'd do the same thing here in Houston. And she no, man, I don't want to do that. Just like, fuck it. okay, so I interviewed her over the phone. Piece never got printed, but that's a whole other thing. And so I go over to this place, and um, and I try to, like, I want to talk, because I try to, like, uh, talk to whoever's organizing stuff to get, like, some this, you know, to be familiar with them and just what they want you to do. And motherfucker, there's first this one dude in denim, uh, blocked me saying, "Hey, how'd you get here to get in the bus on the bus and everything?" And I'm just like, "No, I didn't get in the bus. I'm just, I'm just like, wanted to talk to the organizers. Yeah, she doesn't want to talk to you. I'm like, what, what the fuck? Why you don't? Why she doesn't want to talk to me? And then like the owner of the place, like, yeah, we gotta do this outside. And there's, I'm just like, and so we go outside, and I'm just, like, you have to leave because you're causing a disturbance. I'm like, I'm not causing anything." You two are the ones, you know, causing the disturbance. But I'm just trying to talk to the organizer. Like y'all think I'm, and it's like a blatantly racist thing that was going on. Like, like so astounding. And and they didn't. And then of course, this other person came in who uh, who uh, I thought was a friend of mine. Turns out she's a horrible human being. And uh, I was, and she was just like, "Oh, he's a predator." And I'm like, where the fuck did all the, so, like, y'all all think that just, you don't even know who the fuck I am, but all of you just assume all this shit. You don't even talk to me or anything. And it was like one of the, one of the most disheartening things I ever had to go through as a human. Bad enough, I was not having a very swell time while I was down here. And so to have a bunch of white people, and like they, they tried, like the couple of them, they, they tried to, uh, you know, they, I, I write for uh, uh, this one online site and they sent a letter saying, oh, he's like, what? Like, y'all, he's just harassing me. And it's like, I'm not doing any of that shit. Just, and they were trying to make it a whole big deal where it's just like, like this, how you want your um, your outlet to be represented by somebody, and it just it just it just had me thinking: is this how you 
is this how you are with other people, but just from people of different color? And, and then one thing, I try to explain to them, you know, this is obviously some racist shit that's going on, because, like, it, you know, don't you have to actually harass people to get in the situation? But, like, I didn't talk to one person. I just asked another question, but apparently because... I I actually once uh, made uh, a newsroom full of people uncomfortable because I was at this Thanksgiving potluck at this Alt Weekly, and this drunk guy wrote. I think I've told this before. This drunk guy, this drunk white guy, wrote up to me and said, "Hey, Craig, what's up with black people in the color yellow?" I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. I'm like, oh yeah, and you know, you know, and you know the color yellow. I'm like, no, I don't know. And I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm not even getting in this conversation. I'm going to the break room. So I literally left the break room. And then my my then editor told me that I made the whole thing so uncomfortable because I diffused the situation and left. Like, not 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 the drunk white guy who was talking about the color yellow to me. What's up with black people? Me just making sure I didn't knock the shit out this dude. I made things uncomfortable. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. Maybe, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am this big black scary motherfucker who just just it just admits uh just fear in the hearts of people it, it's messed up being a, a, a an african american who's in the arts and culture who goes to places who, who reports about th- that's just a few of the many stories i could tell you uh, just, uh, where, you know, white people doing arts and culture shit and you're reporting on it and they see you and they're like, oh, what, what the fuck's that all about? What is, what is he doing here? And just, they don't want to admit to themselves that they're, yeah, that you, they see me and the first thing they're you know, they don't want to think to themselves, oh, they're. They might be a little racist because I'm because I'm here. And no, a lot of people don't want to, you know, a lot of white people don't want to say, hey, I'm not racist. I watch Atlanta. But yeah, listen, ever since you were a little one, you've been programmed to believe that white people are the shit. Just white, just all whiteness is just good. And if you are white, you are going to be, you're going to have a good life. White, white, white people are awesome. White people are always good looking. You know how like, you know, everyone's, you know, every now and again, like they, you know, they, just the media uh, champions beautiful white girls. Remember 20 years ago? I don't know if you remember, remember 20. This is something I've been thinking about where it's just 
20 years ago where like all these uh, young white girls were getting all the movies and all the TV shows and they're appearing on the, on the covers of magazines and like all their young hot girls and just, you know, just even, just personally you're just like, what, why the fuck are these girls so goddamn special? And just it just just makes you realize, oh, oh yeah, I forgot they're white. So I don't want to name them personally because I'm sure they're nice ladies, but just I've been talking for a long time. Goddamn, damn, I don't know if you still want to hear anything. All I gotta say is that like you know, white people are now experiencing firsthand why uh, you know the thing the thing black people have been talking about for so long is that racism is apparent white privilege is definitely a thing and if you go against motherfuckers who don't who go against motherfuckers who, who don't give a shit about you and you and you call them on that they they're, they're going to take out the batons and the uh and the and the military gear apparently they're going to call the national guard to put your shit in, in check so hey this is where we are now 2020 people we're sick as fuck in in, in so many ways you know if the coronavirus won't get you uh, just the police will. And by the way, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. I mean, like, listen, there are, there are people still there whose lives are still being taken away. David McAtee, uh, was a uh, person whose life was taken from him. And there's also David Dorn, uh, that, uh, police chief, but we need to make sure that's from wh whether or not that's from the, uh, uh, just the, the police, or is this motherfucker is trying to rob shit? Because like, like they're talking, you know, the uh, the 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 right, especially you know, our president uh, wanted to say like, why why aren't people talking about David Dorn? Why did because he was killed by looters? That was like at two thirty in the morning, and people broke into a pawn shop and apparently shot him in the head. So that's so yeah, that's fucking robbery. That's not looting. Like looters. Just take the shit and leave. They're not gonna take take the shit and then apparently shoot another guy. So hey, so whatever you want to call it, but it's just like that was that's just my opinion. Just if you want, hopefully people will investigate that and hopefully the truth will come out. But that whole thing, like trying to make it trying to make it a a right wing issue just. As you can see, shit is fucked up. So I'm just going to play some music right now. And um, this is the most fucked up show on the interwebs. Let's see if any of this plays. This is Everything is Cancelled. Let's go. Uh. Uh. Hey. 
sold out shows, nigga might have to go. I went on the road, really. Moved from carry and carried the load, really. Flow filthy, we wasn't popping in. No willy, stroke really fast on the gas, like I know titty. Boy, I be stoned in my zone, really. And my boys that came along with me. Made David Thompson on Humbo. It's so plenty, they left so quickly. I'm still here, never home, really. Gone, really. When these hoes hit me, I be in bed stop. Snow, biggie, snow, chilly. Lone, really. You feel me? I'm motivated to go into my goals empty. Don't tempt me to do some foul shit. Pray the Lord is with me. Now it's hard for you to name somebody that don't feel me in the city that I run. Had to make it happen. Wonder who the one. Asking who the captain is unanimous. Uh, it's unanimous. It's unanimous, nigga. Uh, where I'm from. It's no debating. And ain't no other motherfucking nominations. It's unanimous. Uh, it's unanimous. They not in agreement. You see their hands was up when I say hey. peace. Raise your peace sign and put hey. your hammers up. But I won't cease. Hey. Fire, I retire with my candle done. I'm tired of playing with these amateurs. With these I'm tired of hanging with these managers. With these managers. I'm wiring payments to my mans and them. I'm hiring, making sure my fam is up. You can't go, go dance or hold cameras. Understand it was. All these sold out shows, nigga, might have to go out those. And you know what this shit's about I haven't done this in a while But that was then and this is now uh, Cause they rocking with a system of a down uh, It's like you pitching O2 Niggas is missing out You remember when them critics kicked them down I switched my style and I get up As if the earth was spin around Shit is foolish how it sounding My crew is so bout it, bout it I'm making a masterpiece I'm a beast in the southern While I'm releasing this underground I'm deceased when I dumb it down And my reaper be by the pound Thesis is keep on bouncing My speeches still when I spit that real life, wonder what it feel like I might turn to feel night, how I'm nice with this mic shit Hiking up the prices, this white chick I'm piping Julie Louise Dreyfus, I spit expensive tongue Now my ends will come, I quit convincing them Since it's a consensus with all my niggas in the city that I run Had to make it happen, wonder who the one Asking who the captain is unanimous uh, It's unanimous it's unanimous, nigga, uh, where I'm from It's no debating, and ain't no other motherfucking nominations It's unanimous, it's unanimous, it's unanimous, nigga All these sold-out shows, nigga, might have to go out those All these sold-out shows, nigga, might have to All right, uh, that is uh, everything that's canceled, a.k.a. the the show. I don't know what to call it now. Um, this is, uh, yeah, I am uh, Craig D. Lindsay, a.k.a. Uncle Crizzle, a.k.a. Black Larry David, a.k.a. Anastasia Beaverhausen, a.k.a. what I've always been a black square. That's a shout-out to uh, Blackout Tuesday. 
Um, and uh, before I forget, a uh, shout out to every peop- everybody, all the people who uh, showed up at the uh, the uh, Houston protests on Tuesday, especially because you know the that was a very peaceful one. Um, stream of peace, everybody's downtown. There's some dudes on horses leading the charge. I know, like, I mean, George Floyd being a, um, you know, being a Houstonian and all. He's, uh, the, the late George Floyd. So, you know, just, it's been, it's, it, it's been very, um, it's been just a very, uh, sad time and, a and yet a, a very uplifting time, especially around here. So hopefully, you know, just listen, just there are looters. Of course, there's going to be looters, but they're, 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 you know, they're just, uh, if, if I, if I may say they're a small part of the problem, there's always going to be people you know, breaking into targets or whatever the fuck just, they're not supposed to uh, be representative of who the protesters are. There's a lot of people I've seen, you know, a lot of foot. I've seen live feeds of, of the, the actual people protesting and they're not looting anything. They are marching. They are walking alongside people. And by the way, if you want act, an actual representation of just, just what it's, what's, what it been, what's it, you know what it's been like with the uh, just the protesting and and the police brutality and everything's going. Just go on Twitter. I never thought I'd say that shit. Just go on Twitter because everybody have been posting uh, videos and just showing people. Shout out to all the kids who have been using uh, TikTok not to dance and shit, but to actually show uh, police officers fully admitting. They're getting ready to beat the shit out of people. Shout out to them, because they're you know they're they're actually using that uh, that uh, platform to show what's going on. And so, yeah, I don't know how much the news has has been showing you, but just the you know just get on Twitter and you see every, so many instances of just the police just fucking up all over the place. So, um, want to donate to this podcast, you can, uh, hit me up at paypal.me slash uncle Crystal, or you can just go on a lot of other, uh, uh, donate to a lot of bail funds. I think I might put that up in the, uh, episode description of the places you can go to, uh, donate for all the people fighting against police brutality. Um, Want to hit me up? Let me know if this shit means anything to you. I am always on the uh, the medias at Uncle Crizzle, U-N-C-L-E, C-R-I-Z-Z-L-E. All right, let me tell you what I just played. I thought I played some... Some very apropos shit. Uh, starting at the top with Riot by Childish Gambino from the Awaken My Love album. And uh, follow that with a classic, You Haven't Done Nothing. You know, you know, you know 
know, you know who that goes to uh, from the one, the only Stevie Wonder from his uh, fulfilling his first finale album. He recently turned 70. You know, what's up, Stevie? How you doing? How you doing? And uh, after that is a track called Unanimous from an album called uh, you know, We Had a Good Thing Going. And the person who uh, performed that track is is our guest today. So uh, why don't I just uh, shut the hell up and uh, set you know get this interview going? So yeah, here you go. Okay, uh, I am uh, currently on the line here uh, with. Uh, uh, rapper I've known uh, for uh, quite a while now, uh, you know, going all the way back to the days when we both used to live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, you know, he's a uh, part of the, the uh, great uh, North Carolina hip hop group, uh, Cooley High. Uh, he's uh, you know gone solo. He's uh, he just recently dropped a new album, and uh, we're gonna talk about a lot of bullshit. So, uh, Charlie, uh, welcome, welcome to everything is canceled. Hey, thank you so much. I mean, what an appropriate name for a podcast. Yeah, it's funny because just like I've been doing this now for like going since uh, technically last fall or so, so that the uh, name was already uh, implemented. Oh no, I know you've uh, had it for a while, but it just seems so apropos, like. You know, shit is really canceled out this bitch. People, like, situations, fucking events, fucking sports, you know. Anybody can get canceled out this bitch. Yeah. So, yeah, just, yeah, I did I did not, it was, you know, when we, when I uh, first got, actually me and another uh, friend of mine, you know, came up with, we were just brainstorming with the name, and we just like it, it seemed like just an apropos thing, almost a an exaggerated view of what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. But here we are now, and as you say, everything is in fact canceled, immensely canceled. I mean, uh, just yeah. So, uh, but uh, one of the reasons why I I decided to. I mean, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while now because I like to say you got the new album out and just like we've had this history where I just, uh, you know, talk to you. But I mean, I remember back when you just like you called on me to listen to, you know, your your your, your Trident uh, release. <laughs> you know, yeah, you brought... we just talked about like Korean, Korean murder revenge flicks for a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and just so, yeah, you brought me into the studio to listen to it, and I felt like, I, I almost felt like, uh, just like, but like almost a wrong source. Just for somebody, just, uh, just, I mean, I know hip hop and everything, but just like, yeah, I'll do it professionally. I mean, I listen to it, and I've been known to critique it, but just like, it just, yeah, I, I don't know any, the first thing about how they actually, well, you know, just in terms of A and R and whatnot. Yeah, it's all good, man. Like, we was bringing in mad random people, and that was a mad random project, too. I was just trying so many new things. And, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And shout out to Post and Martial Law and Black Jerus. You know, that situation didn't really 
work out like I wanted it to or any of us thought it would. But, you know, you live and you learn. So I'm not mad yeah. at it. Yeah, and, uh, but, uh, you know, just like I said, I wanted to you know, talk to you about your music and what you're doing. But, of course, you know, with everything that's happened, I thought uh, you may want to throw in your two cents about what's been going down. Not to mention that you live in Brooklyn, which, yeah. you know, of course, you know, in the East Coast being a uh, almost a, a, a just everybody has their uh, sights on in terms of both the pandemic and um, the, you know, what's been going on with the protests all over the country. Yeah, man, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I moved here, and I love it, and I like the culture and everything, but then I started traveling the world a little bit, and I was just seeing how people in different places, like in Berlin or Paris, they would have, like, Brooklyn stuff there. I'm just like, oh, Brooklyn's a bigger thing than I thought it was. And then, you know, now it just seems like everything up here is national news as far as how we're responding to the pandemic and how we're responding to, once again, a black man getting killed for no apparent reason. Yeah. It's, it's crazy because, uh, from what I've gathered, uh, New York for the past, you know, a month ago was a virtual ghost town in many ways. Like, not a lot of people were, were frequent in the streets. And now I've been looking at uh, live feeds of uh, people protesting and uh, just, you know, walking all through Manhattan and just all over the place and trying not to get their asses whooped by the cops. Yeah, it's like you're trying not to get sick and trying not to get beat, but you still yeah. want to, you know, be peaceful. Or if you're not being peaceful, you just want to loot and, you know, get your frustration out because you're like, you know, all these protests have been happening. Like the women's march was peaceful as fuck. Biggest, biggest protest ever, right? You had that shit was worldwide biggest protest ever to protest the president, the biggest one ever, and nothing really happened other than shit kept yeah. getting worse. You know when people was peaceful. So it's like, mm-hmm. am I supposed to just do that again and see everything get worse? If things gonna get worse, at least I'm gonna fuck some shit up and let you have a constant reminder that I did some shit. So, you know, it's crazy out here, bro. Well, I mean, when you refer to like the women's marches and everything, uh, just like, uh, if I remember, like, at the top, that happened at the top of the Trump presidency. Yeah, it's like right after that shit. Well, yeah, because, like, there were women's marches all over, uh, yeah, all over the world. And mm-hmm. I got the sense, especially as you just mentioned with the aftermath and everything, that uh, you, you Trump presidency or the powers that be did not see that much as a threat, which is why, which makes me why not a lot of things got done after that. Mm-hmm. And but as but as a terms as a terms of what's been going on now, the protests, of course, the big thing is like you know. Let's stop killing black people. And now I see that white people are jumping on the bandwagon of that. So yeah, I, I mean, I don't. 
I just say, like, you see like, like, honestly, people, bro, white people banding together. It's really just weird because, you know, a big thing with the culture that's happened when you have all the celebrity superstars and the social media is all of society is turning into a followership thing. So you can't really always trust some people's actions. Are you doing it because it's cool now? Like, it's cool to do this thing, so that's why you're doing it. And then once it comes time to do something that's harder to do, are you just going to retweet or like it? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to tell. Like, you know what I'm saying? And are these people going to be the same ones that come out in droves when it's time to help out education in the broke community? You know, when it comes time to bring the bottom up, which is really pretty much the biggest issue to me in this whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's systemic, of course, and police needs to change, of course, but we need to educate our people to me. That's mm-hmm. that's one of the things that's in, that's ingrained in me is, like, educating the youth in the worst places to help change some shit because it's going to start with the youth. So if these same people ain't getting up and getting crazy for that shit, you know what I'm saying, just make me think they are here for a photo op, cast out in the streets, and it's cool, and I love it, but I just don't want it to be just that. If you're going to come out yeah. for the photo op and say, hey, I was there, this, that, and the third, are you going to do what needs to be done to make some real change other than fucking up Macy's? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. I think that's the thing that's, that's kind of the focal point of the op, uh, you know, just of, of, of you, know, you know, Trump and his cronies that it almost seems like there is a sense that, that, uh, Black people and uh, white people. There are, as you say, there are those, uh, you know, the, the people, the the the, the uh, cheesecake factory people. I like to call them. <laughs> just okay. going into cheesecake factory and 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 taking whole uh, whole slabs of cheesecake. Yeah. Uh, opportunities. But if, yeah, opportunities. But there seem to be people that are that are. Banding together, some uh, you know, a lot of the protesters are in fact protesting, and they're, you know, they're going around and doing protests, and it just has me thinking that that is, you know, for so long it's always been like this this uh, uh, this, 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 this battle, just like us and them and everything like that. And so like when people when people actually seem to be working together, that seems to be a bigger threat. To the, uh, right. to the higher up than anything. And Absolutely. That's, I believe that's well, that's what, like, once, once people start coming together on social media, he wanted to get rid of social media. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he, I mean, that's just another way, like, you know, it has to be, they have to be very diabolical and smart with the way that they're going to keep you down. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, you're going to try to use this new tool? to band together and do these things that open up people's minds and eyes to the problems. No, 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 no. We might have to cancel that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. might be like, trying out this bitch. You know? So, I don't know. And, and also, like, Twitter was probably, you know, jacking them with putting their foot down. And, uh, Trump was putting out fat. Yeah, the the alternative facts, as Kellyanne Conway said a long time ago, 
mm-hmm. and and Twitter had to like put a, a fact check like yeah that shit that shit ain't true and that of course sent Trump into a rage. Yeah, it's, it's like fact checking is a thing. Everybody can get fact checked. What do you mean? It's Google. Like people have been fact checking since Ask G. So what do you mean? Like you can't get fact checked as a president. You're supposed to be the most fact checked person as a president. Because the shit you say is almost like law. So to say don't fact check me, that's just weird, yo. That's just weird. Like you're above fact checking? No. What? That just seems crazy. Like you don't even care if what you say is fact. I've, we've been knowing that. But then you just say don't check to see if what I say is fact. That, that's just crazy. Dude is just lonely to us. <laughs> Well, well, that's that's always been the major problem. Like he just says anything that comes out of ass, and the minute people try to call him on his bullshit, they go the whole fake news thing. And there are people out there who still support him in that aspect. I, you know, people who still believe that uh, you know that Obama's Kenyan and didn't go to college. And that uh, Hillary killed a bunch of people in Benghazi, and just just all this bullshit with like no evidence whatsoever, because yeah. I don't know they're in denial or they just like just deluded themselves. Or, I mean, or they, that... like the internet works for whoever. Like, if you want to find something on the internet, if you believe something, you can find it on the internet and get evidence that you're right. And that's what's yeah. really fucked up. So the dummies will find some shit and be like, nah, 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 I saw on the internet that he's, like, it's a fact. He's, he's from Kenya. Like, that, and they'll say that and believe that. And I'm just like, man, the internet is too crazy, man. Facebook, the old people got to get off Facebook, man. They they fucking ruining that shit. Well, it's already been ruined, but I think they're manipulating the old people on that shit too crazily now. I swear to God, if it wasn't for the fact that I like I do know a lot of old people, and uh, like Facebook is the only, almost like practically the only way I can communicate to them, There's like like people back in people people I used to drink with back in Raleigh, mm-hmm. those are often the people, those are those that's that's where I uh, can contact them and everything. Like I you know I get off it too, but it's, it's just like it, it just got to the point now where it's just. Uh, it's, it's, it's out there. Like all my stuff is out there. Every time I buy a T-shirt, uh, there's always like ads, like yeah. more T-shirts on Facebook. Yeah. Like they got, they got they got all my information and checks. So What's the point now? Yeah, I mean the it's crazy. Like the bots, that shit is like out. Like all right, so my dad was uh, dying of cancer, right? And he was talking about what is that, Doctor C B what's his name? Doctor uh Yeah, Doctor C B the like so, the other like, doctor yeah. I, that, right, I hadn't even heard of him. Yeah. At the time I hadn't even heard of him. You know what I'm saying? And my dad called me on the phone and we just talked about Doctor C B for a good twenty minutes. I had never looked up anything about this dude ever. Hung up the phone with my dad. <laughs> A couple hours later, I went on YouTube to just, you know, waste time. And the first thing that popped up was Dr. CB. I said, these motherfuckers don't even care. <laughs> they don't, they're not even trying to hide the fact that they're listening to my conversation. 
That shit was yeah. crazy. So just imagine somebody talking about anti or pro Trump shit. It's gonna pull that shit up quick. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna get whatever you wanted. You're gonna be able to, you know what I'm saying? Get real angry at whatever you want to get angry at. Fucking nuts. It's fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Well, Brooklyn, well, like, pe- people are really protesting, like, peacefully, it seems like right now. Like, there was a protest at, like, two, three, four, five. Like, it's all these small protests, big protests. It's just, it's running rampant. Yeah. Well, just, yeah, uh, I, I just got to ask just, like, uh, just what, uh, uh, how did you? I, I, I'm trying to remember if we ever talked about that. You know, your father had cancer and everything. Uh, how 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 did that go? You mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh well, he uh he had like a stroke, right? He was going to work, and my dad's a very proud. He was a very very prideful dude. He didn't like to uh, show fear or pain or anything like that. So he was mm-hmm. going to work. And he couldn't even get on his uh, – he, he was a bus driver, and he couldn't even get on his bus to drive it. He went on, down on one knee because he was in so much pain. And his coworkers went nuts because they ain't never seen nothing like them out of that after 25-some years. And so they called the ambulance, came, took him to the hospital, and he was having a stroke, and he, he could have died, right? So they saved his life off that. And then while they're saving his life off that, he had some heart troubles and everything. They found the cancer. So, like, they saved his life. We came out there, was really happy about that. And then they found the cancer. And then the cancer ended up getting him, like, you know, several, several months later. Yeah. But, yeah, that was hard, man. That was real hard. That was real hard. I'm sorry to hear that, but just... Now, when, when did all that go down? Um, He died on 420, a year and a half ago. Year, year plus, you know what I'm saying? Year, three months. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man. No, the family's doing all right, though, man. Got two sisters out in L.A. Got my brother down in Greensboro. My mom in Greensboro. And we're just trying to have these house party calls, these Zoom calls, these mm-hmm. these Google Hangout calls. You know what I'm saying? That's like the rest of the world. We're just doing a lot of that to try to keep everything together. Well, have have they been affected by COVID nineteen in some capacity? Is it some way? Um, just to work, just work. You know, what I'm saying my mom, she's probably the most susceptible to something like this. So I just have long conversations with her about trying to go to work as little as possible. And there ain't, ain't that many cases down in Guilford County where we're from. But at yeah. the same time, I'm just saying better safe than sorry. Anytime you can work from home, work from home. I'm just trying to get her to still go for walks and try to be safe or wear a mask, you know. So it's just stuff like that. But really, I mean, when we talk, all we do is laugh and tell stories for the most part. And then we get serious for a little little bit. But, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, just, just regular family stuff. My sister out in L.A., she's almost acting like everything's regular. She's going to fucking... Uh, Trader Joe's twice a day. I'm like, you don't need to go to Trader Joe's twice a day. Like, what are you doing? But she's just a risk taker. But, yeah. And then my other sister's on Twitch. 
you know what I'm saying, doing her Twitch channel. So that's one thing that the uh, COVID did for her is she just, you know, pivoted and is, like, performing online, playing video games and trying to get money. So that's one thing that came out of it. You want to shout out her channel? Uh, yeah, Airy X. It's A-I-R-Y underscore X. That's her Twitch. And she, like, plays games, but she can sing, so she'll do the – like, I don't I don't know about Twitch, bro. Like, I, I just recently started tapping into that. But when I got to her channel, I'm like, yo, I don't understand this. Like, it was, like, emojis, growing up emojis. And, like, I was like, yo, this is, like, foreign language to me. I'm I'm too old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't – and she had this one screen where she was she was animated singing on stage. She was singing, but then a little a little version of her was singing on stage to the karaoke song, but is also judging the karaoke song. And then another girl came on her channel and sang for her. I was like, yo, is this – yo, y'all can have it. Y'all can have it. Yeah. But, yeah, every ex, she got a little channel. Not little. She's doing her thing. And, uh, yeah, much much love to Ari out here killing it. But, yeah, man, I'm I'm not a gamer. I used to be. If they bring back Killer Instinct, I'll be I'll be down. But I'm one of these people that remember. I mean, when I was a little kid, I was playing on the Atari 2600, and uh, you know, yeah, I goddamn it, I had Pac-Man and uh, Combat 3D Tic-Tac-Toe. And I even had uh, I even had the infamous ET game. Oh, ET! That was a big, that was one of the biggest ones. That was one of the biggest well, ones. Like that was that game was kind of dope. Really? So everybody, even when I was playing it there, I was just like, well, you know, is this shit like what's fucking what's actually going to happen? Because that's always the big that was always the big uh, thing. Like you're playing a game, and then ET falls in it. <laughs> A ravine or something, yeah. and just and like you try to get him out the goddamn ravine, and just I don't, I I don't think I'm we ever trying. beat that game. Like I don't think that was a no. game we ever beat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember I had Frogger and Donkey Kong. So like, and then you know when I was in middle school, had Nintendo and everything. So. That is, you know, uh, Mario Brothers and whatnot. So that's literally, when it comes to video games, that's my feed. Mm. So all this, all this, you know, uh, Xbox, PS4, Red Dead Redemption, endless, you know, gaming around the world. And, and Bro, like it's hard that. to keep up. League of Legends and, yeah, man. It's a whole thing, yeah. and it's crazy because, there's so much money in it. I'm seeing actors that be in movies. I, I'll just, you know, every once in a while, I might be over a friend's house or something or be online, and I'll see an actor that be on one of my TV shows, and then I'll see a preview for a video game, and he's in the video game. Like, the dude looks like him, sounds like him. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. That's the new, that's going to be, like, because movies might be done. Movies might be done. I don't know. I'm thinking, I'm hoping movies are not done, but. It's really just like come out the house when a Marvel movie's on and everything else just watch at home. So if movies yeah. are done, are actors just going to be like, 
right, I'm about to go get this video game money right quick. They got to mocap me, and that's where the checks are. Like, I don't know. And now I've got a point where, you know, I don't know if you've heard all the shit going on with Fortnite, where you'll be playing Fortnite, and then all of a sudden uh, Travis Scott will will do a concert all of a sudden in the middle of Fortnite. Yeah, or like they'll they'll premiere the 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 new the new trailer for Tennis and shit on inside video games. It's like anything where you can get eyes. That's what marketers are getting paid for now. It's like creative marketing is like they're going to be doing this thing. How can we get them to look at us or think about us while they're doing this thing? So product placement in any facet of your life. Like I know a dude that one of his things is he's he's so future thinking. He's got companies where he's about to think about entertainment for self-driving cars, bro. You know what I'm saying? So if you got a self-driving car, you're just chilling. You know what I'm saying? You might be reading. You might be watching something. But that's going to be something. And, like, they're going to have product placement in that bitch, too. So it's really crazy, man. So, yeah, I could see somebody, like, playing a video game and all of a sudden brought to you by Pepsi. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you get to this this other level and Pepsi will give you $5 towards your next new outfit. Be like, oh, shit, I ain't had a Pepsi in a while. Let me get one of those. Uh-huh. But, yeah, that Travis Scott shit, I actually watched it. I was like, what the fuck? I just had to see it because I had never heard of that before. And I was like, man, let me see what he's doing. Oh, okay, so he's a giant floating in outer space while people are fighting each other listening to his music. This yeah. this must be the future. Oh, yeah. And Travis, the flame is tapped into everything. I'm just like, man, I keep feeling older and older. Like, what the fuck? I mean, well, I mean, how old are you now, if I may ask? Man, I don't give a fuck, man. I'm I'm probably I'm, I'm around forty actually. I'm not forty yet, but I'll be forty after a while. Yeah, well I am forty three and it's really nice uh uh talking uh you know, basically getting into get off my lawn mo- mode <laughs> with a fellow middle aged man about this is like, hey, I I this has got to the point where I'm just like Ah, what well, it is, what it is. I am getting old. My back is hurt. It's hurting for a long time. You know, just as Mary J. Blige once said the song, my my lower back is aching and my clothes don't fit. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> Ain't that a bitch? So, yeah. I mean, I think I wish they wouldn't make it so easy for us to be that way though. Like, if they had more cool shit, I wouldn't be like, man, this shit is whack. You know what I'm saying? Like, come up, do some cool shit. Like, when there's cool shit nowadays, I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that. But there's just be some of this shit just be whack, and I just got to do old shit because I need to keep saying, I don't know. Well, I mean, what is your definition of cool shit? Because the stuff we've been talking about, that constitutes as cool shit for younger generations. I mean, what do you consider something that you would get involved in? I might get, man, I might get involved in, but back in the, you know, several months ago, you know, just coming to the crib, watching a game, like, I just be in the sports, 
sports is a classic thing that, you know, maybe they're losing numbers as far as, you know, kids that are involved in it. But I still, like, I'm a sports head still. That shit is fun to me. Like, playing, actually playing basketball, like, outside activities is still fun to me. So, like, sometimes I just feel like the kids just be on their phones and on you know, video game systems, just just more than we used to. We used to do that shit, too, but we would play games for, like, inside for, like, an hour, then we go to the court, like, right after that. You know what I'm saying? We would do both yeah. as a squad. We would ride bikes as a squad, like, and I just don't know if the kids be – man, I, I'm, I, ain't, I ain't in the know. I only, I only know what I see. I ain't got no kids. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just hoping that they do – you know, fun outdoor hangout shit and not just be like, oh, I'm going to hang out with my friends online tonight. So that's, oh. that's, all, that's, been, that's been the crazy thing about the quarantine because people are just playing like, oh, I can't go outside. I can't do this. You didn't do that shit before. Exactly. So why the fuck you should play in? Like, you weren't talking to people when you were, <laughs> you, you, you were went outside. You weren't talking to people. Right. You just be on your phone and just, you know, doing all that. When people talk to you, you you get, you get an attitude about it because you're all on your phone and shit. So right. it's just like, what 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 was different about the past two months other than people told you to stay ass at home? Oh well, people, you know, off tape, people don't like being told what to do. So that's part of the frustration. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, people are weird. Like, like. Where's this energy coming from? You wasn't having the same energy when you was in the house for a month straight and we thought you we thought you moved. We thought you didn't even yeah. live in New York no more, fam. Like where you been? Because you wasn't outside. But yeah. yeah, man. How you been though, man? How's how's our Texas, bro? Well, I mean, just the past couple of days have been uh have have uh uh raised uh you know, this the Lone Star State profile in terms of just you know, when when we have protests there's there's a, it's like the protests happen and there aren't really any like yesterday they had a bigger big protest downtown and uh that you know, that went well. They had like the Kong Riders which were like uh, a bunch of brothers on horses just like leading everything and just people were yeah, it wow. was it was it was wild, and just like people been going around, because yeah, that's the thing, like, cause, cause, well, because of course the the, the the talk is is that you know, you know, of course George Floyd, you know, he was uh, he he was killed in Minneapolis. He yeah. has a lot. He, he was he's, he's a Houston, I believe Houston native. I mean, he, he, yeah, I heard uh, Stephen Jackson talking about that. He grew up with that guy. Yeah, grew up and he like he, he collaborated. Uh, you know, he worked with DJ Screw. He was a rapper. He was known as Big Floyd. He dropped an album uh, way, way, uh, with a lot of other uh, rappers back in the day. And, That's uh, crazy. Like, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so like, there's this really major connection to what's been happening just for 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 Houston and Houstonians. Because that's, that's literally somebody from this neck of the woods who the latest who who is the latest casualty at the hands of the police. 
Yeah. And that, that has been kind of like a, like a major uh, talk around here. So. Hmm. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like one of y'all, one of y'all's own got taken out. Yeah. That's just. Because, because it is, because when you find out all that, all those things, and also it's like he was a, he was a church going man, and just like, you realize, you, you once again realize that all these people, not just, you know, just George Floyd and, uh, of course, Armand Arbery and, uh, you know, Deanna Taylor and whatever. These, like, kind of, you know, John Reed was another, uh, yeah. police person who was down by police. And these people have, 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 have lives and they've done so many things and mm-hmm. they've, you know, people, you know, people know them not as, as, you know, as a martyr, you know what I'm saying? So not just that, like not as like the police sees them as suspects and perps and whatever. It's like right. it got, got me thinking, like like the whole George Floyd thing. It, it just got me thinking. It's almost like, let's say, if Will Ferrell was arrested by the police and had uh, and a policeman had his knee on his neck and choking him out. And he in eight minutes he died. Would not that be like immensely fucked up? Because you love Will Ferrell. Well, you know you're probably right. you're a big Will Ferrell fan, but it's like you don't know, look at somebody like Will Ferrell. You think he's not problematic. He doesn't. He uh, you know he, he you know you, you don't hear anything shitty about him. Nothing bad. He's like he's a family man. Well, he just like he tried to make people laugh and everything. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it's, it's it's just really nuts, man. This whole thing is just, I don't know, man. I think with the protests and everything, you know, because this happens all the time. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. is not the first guy. But I think just a lot of stuff going on right now, just the, the COVID really exacerbated, like, the whole situation because people was already in the house mad. People are jobless. People are just mm-hmm. frustrated with the presidency. And then it's like, now I got to be reminded of this, too, because it was always here. Like, if like just look at a history. Well, not a history book, but just learn some history. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's been that, and it's going to probably be that until some major changes happen. So I just think the COVID just really just made it a whole new thing because people are already yeah. mad. People are already mad, and, you know, hopefully – all right, so my friend showed me a, a ASPN story about – I can't remember the name of the this other, other, other commentator, but there was this ESPN guy, and he never talked to his kids about race. Like, so this – what it really is, some of this stuff is preaching to the choir – you know what I'm saying? When we do these protests, we're really doing it so we're mm-hmm. together and we know that we're here for each other. You know what I'm saying? But then you have the people that ain't really don't care about race relations at all and act like everything's hunky-dory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All the time. And then they never want to talk to their kids about it either because it brings up too much pain or they just, you know what I'm saying, just don't want to introduce their kids to that part of our society. And so yeah. this shit happened and the radio DJ was just like, my kids are asking me about this, that, and the third. And I got to tell them, 
You know what I'm saying? Things are unfair. Things are, you know what I'm saying? With our mm-hmm. country has a history of this, that, and the third. And I'm like, all right. That's one That's one of the more, more positive things I'm seeing is at least, you know, people are having those hard conversations with their kids because black people already know what it is. Like, mm-hmm. been knowing what it was. It is what it is. And we hope things will change, but hope don't do it alone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, you know, let's say it loud as we can. But, yeah, my homie works for the NAACP, and I was, I was talking with him earlier today, and he said even for them, it's kind of hard to know exactly what to do because, you know, you have to – what's the direction? Some of this stuff is getting misdirected out here. There's not one big – you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no no one solution. So it's just like yeah. – I don't know, man. I was telling them when it's time to move, let me know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to affect some change. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But I, I'm not, I'm honestly not going out to this protest personally. I'm not, I'm not going out today because, yeah. I mean, they got it. I'm, I'm like, man, you got it. This, this is a young man's game. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to run from the cops right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm there with them in spirit and, when it's time to do something, um, let me know. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've, been, I've been to so many protests and, sh- like, trying to get people to strike. I used to work for a nonprofit trying to get people to strike and a lot of protests and stuff. And, you know, I, I really want to learn more about what we can do after this. Yeah. Because that's the real shit. Yeah. Well, well, you know, uh, one thing, of course, when I talk to you about it, I don't know if you still want to, is your new album. We had a thing going because it was just, you know, you dropped it uh, earlier this year, top of the year, and just, yeah. uh, you know, just got me thinking. Just, you know, you work it on you know, this, this album, and uh, you, you you finally release it. I mean, I. I did see that you and Heather Victoria had like a record release party back in uh, Raleigh, I believe, or so. Yeah, we sold and, it out, uh, man. We sold. I had a sold out show, which was pretty cool. Like, I haven't never sold out a show as a solo artist. You know what I'm saying? So we did a co-headline thing. We sold it out. It was mad dope. We had King and Draft there too. And yeah, man, it was it was real cool. Shout out to Jamla. And uh, if you don't know about Jamla Records. One of the better independent hip hop labels in the nation, and they put out really yeah. dope, dope music. That's of course that's Ninth Wonders label and everything. And yeah, so yeah, Ninth Wonder Rhapsody. Yeah, and uh, okay. yes, yeah, so I, I mean I put the album out, and I, you know, the COVID hit, so I couldn't really do shows and everything. But I put out like five music videos, you know. So if you ever just look me up on YouTube, Charlie Smart, C H A R L I E. S M A R T S. Just look me up. I'm on there. We had a good thing going. It's the name of the album. Check me out. Mm-hmm. See if you see if you fuck with it. You know what I mean? That's really what it is nowadays. Cause you know what I mean. I'm just trying. I'm doing it for the love, man. Other music. Cause you know music don't really make money like that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm really just trying to do it. Cause I mean, I, I I'm doing it really for myself. Cause I need to have something that I can do. And, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, I do stuff that I like. It's not necessarily based upon, like, what's hot right now. So, 
Uh-huh. It's really like if you come listen for me, you're going to hear me. I'm saying it's pretty adjacent to Cooley High music. You know what I'm saying? Boom, bad beats, dope flows, cool, witty lyrics, singing courses. But yeah, yeah, man. Did you give it a listen? Yeah, well, that was, yeah, and uh, I, want, I want to talk about the the, the content of it uh, in a minute, but just because that, that was the thing I wanted to tell. Like you dropped the album on in Africa. I don't know how long exactly you work on it. You drop it at the top of the year. You, know, you have all the shit going going with it. Like you said, record release party, and everything sold out, and you're like ready to drop it out. And then you know uh, the entire world gets sick, and then uh, you know. Uh, the country, you know, becomes a, a dumpster fire because of protests and cops beat us. And, like, just, does, it, does it make you go, you know, God damn it, why this had to happen? Or you just, as, uh, as you say, you kind of go with the flow. I mean, yeah, just, I just feel like it's two totally separate things. Like, I don't even, like, when I think about what's going on right now, I can't even get the energy up to think about my music in the space of this epidemic, uh, this pandemic, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, you know, I'm just happy my shit came out, you know what I'm saying? As an artist, I just, I just want to put shit out, so I'm just really happy. I came out in January, so, you know, and especially with the way that people are eating up music and throwing it away tomorrow, people got ADD, so I'm just like, just the fact that it came out just made me so happy that you know, even a pandemic is not going to take away my feeling of happiness that it actually got to come out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, because I've had, like, three or four albums that I've never put out. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I make music and, you know, I've been through whatever situations I've been through. And sometimes I don't even get to put my shit out. So the fact that this shit came out, i just trying to solidify my legacy as one of the better North Carolina you know what I'm saying? Lyricists out. You know what I'm saying? I put out Never Come Down with Cooley High. Ninth Wonder. Exec produced that. That shit was dope. Was well received. Hype by Cooley Out. By Cooley High came out. That shit was well received. And then David Thompson. I feel like my last four projects, they've been dope, mm-hmm. man. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just really trying to solidify, you know, my legacy as far as being a dope lyricist and cool songwriter from North Carolina. So, you know, the the pandemic really don't take away my feeling of happiness that I was actually able to finish something and put it out. I've been, you know, I worked on this for a couple years, you know what I'm saying? And there were times where I was just like, fuck it, I ain't going to put it out. Who gives a fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't like people are knocking down my door to put it out. So what's the point? You know what I'm saying? But then, you know what I'm saying, you get up the energy and the time, and you're just like, you know what? This shit is fun to me, regardless mm-hmm. of any numbers or any, you know what I'm saying? It's not. It, it's a numbers-based game, but that's only if you let it be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to let that outside shit control whether I'm able to put some shit out that makes me feel good and bring some joy to some people around me, because you know what I'm saying? Even though this shit was going down, I had people hit me up like, yo, man, I'm I'm, I'm glad you put this shit out because I really needed that shit. You know, I, I put out a video called uh, Let You Slide. I put that shit out like a couple weeks ago or something, and I passed it around to people because, you know, YouTube right now is based off of cooking shows or 
you know what I'm saying, news. You need to put out something daily or a how-to video. That's really what it is. It's not really a music video-based thing to me. It might be, but it doesn't feel that way to me. So, I, But I still put videos out, man, so I'll pass them out to people. And people just hit me back like, yo, man, that shit was so dope. Thank you so much. I really needed that. So that's so that's that's what does it for me, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying. So in context of the pandemic, maybe it is something that other people can hear and fuck with, and maybe take their mind off it for a second. But hello. Oh, sorry. Just having another conversation. Yeah. Well, I, well, I, I mean, I didn't know. Yeah. All right, go ahead, bro. My bad. Oh, uh, well, so, uh, well, well, it's, it's funny you're having a conversation with somebody there. I, I don't know if that is a significant other or a roommate. Uh, it's a but, significant uh, other. Well, yeah, and just leads into uh, what, talking about this album and what it is, just listening to it. You know, just, I mean, trying to listen to it, it's kind of like, you know, it's just, I'm assuming. Uh, you know, from from the uh, from the Psalms and on the content in it that it's pertaining to love and uh, uh, just going through a relationship that does that. So I, I'm just gonna go out there. Do we, I mean, were you going through a lot of shit as you were uh, working it's on actually, this album afterwards? I was I wasn't really going through the you no know, breakups or nothing during the time of writing the album. It's more like. You know, when Jay-Z tells his old war stories about when he used to cook crack, you know, and slang yeah. that shit. You know what I'm saying? Just thinking about something that he went through and putting it in his music. So it's really more like, I was like, damn, what are, what are my stories? You know what I'm saying? Because Sinatra told me that I need to focus on writing stories. He said that's what people want to hear. They don't want to just hear me, you know, doing my gymnastics on the track and showing that I can rhyme or showing that I can put words together nice. Like, they already know that. So he's like, yo, you need to tell tell your stories. And I'm thinking, like, all right, what are some stories that I could tell? And the more I thought about it, I'm like, yo, let's tell some love stories. You know what I'm saying? Like, love lost. And, you know, some of it in there is just about relationships in general. Like, let you slide is not a love story, you know, but it is about being done wrong. And, you know, being like, you know what? I, I forgive you, but I don't forget. You know, it's kind of yeah. like that. But, you know what I mean? And Yeah, it's just really, I want to tell my stories. I'm happy right now. You know what I'm saying? I got a girl. We, we're in a good place. I love her. You know what I'm saying? So, nah, I wasn't, it, I wasn't writing from the now. I was writing from several years ago when I did go through a breakup. Uh-huh. Well, it's like it kind of, uh, Got got me thinking now because uh, you know you got your uh, stuff out. Uh, you mentioned well, just like uh, Rhapsody, as he's always been doing like solo, but she's part of Fully High and Tab One. He dropped his uh, solo album this year, and that's very much about uh, being a parent and everything, and just uh, you know, family man. And just has me thinking: what is the the future? Of Truly high is this stuff. I know you've always been, you know, up in Brooklyn trying to do your thing. Yeah. It's like it's kind of like almost like you know, from, from as far as back as I can remember, ever since I 
uh, moved to Raleigh and, uh, you know, lived there like, like over a decade. Uh, this Cooley High was always, um, um, you know, just like a hip hop institution, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I, I really appreciate the fact that you're saying that because whenever anybody from out of town comes to Raleigh and they do these exposés, quote unquote, about Raleigh music, they never mention us. Vice comes down yeah. there, like, who, like all these people, like Rolling Stone, whoever the fuck comes down there, Never says anything about us, bro. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, ain't nobody had a string of selling out shows for 10 years like we did. You ask any of those venues. You ask any of those venues who packed out shows in Raleigh, they're going to say us. And just the, it's just like, what the fuck, man? And ask how many people we done did shows with. Who's really helping out the community down there? Like, we don't even try to do the shows with the same person twice because we always trying to, put the next person on like ain't nobody doing that down there you know what i'm saying like we just like because we we just want to want everybody to shine you know what i'm saying yeah. and they like and so when these out of town people come and they don't mention us that should be getting to me i ain't gonna lie that shit gets to me a little bit because it's like you disrespecting you know what i'm saying like we help solidify this shit straight up we was on nc state throwing parties and we built that shit from the ground up. And Ninth Wonder came and saw us doing our thing. And a lot of people that we was fucking with with H2O and stuff like that and now are part of Jamla. You know, so it's just like the Cooley High is a part of that North Carolina history that needs to be, you know what I'm saying, given their proper props. And sometimes I hate it when out-of-towners come around and they don't, they don't know. Just because we ain't pop. And we're not a pop sensation. If your job is to be a news source, quote unquote, study your history. You know what I'm saying? Like you came down, like you knew. You know what I'm saying? Cats well, no, no. Right. Well, that's well, that's the thing. Like as somebody who wrote extensively about uh, North Carolina hip hop for the longest, it's just like yeah, as you just said, like I was there, so I already knew like what was happening, and I often found it to be like a very uh, close net. I don't know if you agree, but like close net uh, scene, hip hop scene, and I think mm-hmm. that was because it almost seems like it, like more people should talk about it because we. And you keep in mind, I'm from Houston, so of course you know our hip hop scene has been well documented throughout you know the past you know thirty years or so, whatever. Absolutely. But but I but actually I often sense that is that there isn't really a lot of uh one of the things I've always found is that there is as this like uh this community and like all y'all will help out each other and just like uh, just like do shows and I mean I remember I forget the, the you know they had like they've they've had like hip hop festivals in Durham and everything yeah Article is the name of one of them. Yeah, and then yeah, the, beats and, also, and bars, cool. those beats and bars, and article, yeah, right? Yeah, and like those things just happen, pop off all the time, and there's like there's no bullshit that goes down. It's like people go to the show, and go to the, the shows and just check it out. And I think because there's this lack of of bullshit, there's this yeah. lack of drama within. Right. I mean, just like I mean, Jesus Christ, little brother got back together. It's like. Like they realize the shit. Like, what's the point of being 
fucking mad at each other, we can make we can get back together and make like one of the best hip hop albums of the year. I think right. because of that, that 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 lack of drama that, that people don't think that uh a lot of uh uh hip hop in the, the triangle is popping off. They just feel just like yeah. oh, just like I think it's just because we don't always follow trends, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We have our own style, our own sound. But then when you talk to the legends, they'd be like, oh, yeah, Fonte, one of my favorite rappers. When you talk to, yeah. like, people in the game, they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, Rhapsody, one of my favorite rappers. But like, oh, yeah, yeah, J. Cole. J. Cole's not from the Triangle, but, you know what I'm saying, he got ties to the Triangle music scene, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just like... I don't know, man. If you see, like, all these heavy hitters coming from that area, seems like more people should be focused on it. But whatever, bro. I'm just going to keep – I got I got some more shit in the works. And, you know, I'm going to keep I'm gonna keep banging my drum and keep saying these. Man, I'm just keep making this dope shit, bro, over here. Like, regardless of, you know, overlooked or or crowd support. Like, either way, no matter whether you love it or hate it, I'm – I'm about to just, you know, keep doing what I do over here. Then hopefully mm-hmm. when you find out what Charlie Smarts and Cooley High and Tab One and Coolery and DJ O'Digits and Synopsis have all been cooking, you'll just be like, man, that's that's a hell of a catalog, man. I fuck with those dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I uh, just, you know, just off, just brings up the question, what's in the future? I mean, anything, any concrete plans, anything, any information you want to drop or anything like that oh well we got a single you know i mean really with the way the game is nowadays it kind of behooves you to just have short projects and drop singles because it doesn't really matter so we're we might build up to an album eventually but right now coolly we got like four singles that we're trying to drop and so we're sending those to the mixing stage um shout out to crisis he'll be doing a lot of mixing but he makes all of never come down he's a legend too Crisis, if you don't know about him, K-H-R-Y-S-I-S, like, that motherfucker is, like, he, genius he behind produced, the scenes. Yeah, he, he, he produced a lot of the, the Little Brother album, Middle or One. Right. So, yeah, yeah that, that, that boy nice. Um, but, yeah, we're going to try to see if he can mix some of the uh, some of the new singles. And, uh, yeah, man, we might try to drop something on, like, you know, a small vinyl run or, you know what I mean? We coming out with new clothes we have a new hoodie we just dropped and then shit sold out so you know we're still we're still cooking doing our thing man you know trying to keep it wavy we're, we're not just trying to do shit just to do it you know what i'm saying we're not going to put out 10 t-shirts we put out an item whenever we feel like oh yeah that's just mad dope oh yeah mm-hmm. like oh the song is mad dope we making songs but we don't want to just put out whatever because we feel like mm-hmm. we've built we've built enough at this point to where the our, our real true fans have a certain thing that they expect, and we hold ourselves accountable in a certain thing that we expect. So we ain't going to just drop no shit for a money grab. Like, because mm-hmm. the money ain't great enough to where it makes sense. Like, we rather drop something because it's hot rather than just to make a little bit of bread. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we got a, we got a song called Lazy Sunday. You're going to see that. Mm-hmm. It's coming soon. And uh, I still talk to the boys. We talked last week. All of us talked for a couple hours last week. And uh, mm-hmm. matter of fact, I talked to Tad one yesterday about, you know, the world and race relations and just just all this shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if we're going to just make a, 
a super serious album because you know that's not what we really what we really known for. But you know we might we might do some serious shit. I don't know, but yeah, Cooley High is not going nowhere, man. Like even if you see us making solo projects and albums, you know what I'm saying? We 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 still know like that the squad we're, we're more powerful together than we are apart. You know what I'm saying? And like we just want to set an example for what other other crews can do because we see crews come and go, and we still been here. You know what I'm saying? All of us different backgrounds. You know what I'm saying? Black, white, like, you know what I'm saying? You don't see groups have longevity in the game like that and have the makeup that we do. You know what I'm saying? So we just, we ain't going nowhere, bro. So if that's the question, what's next with Cooley High? We got singles coming and then maybe an album. But, you know, I'm cooking, Charlie, I mean, fucking Tab cooking. We're all doing shit. They just got mixes coming. Synopsis just dropped. He made a new uh, sound pack company called Wax Cartel, W-A-X-C-A-R-T-E-L. So check out Wax Cartel. That's Synopsis' new uh, beat pack company. And, uh, yeah, man, just, you know, just type in my name and some shit will come up. You know what I'm saying? Type my name in Google and some shit will come up. And, you know, Bandcamp is really the way if uh, they support artists the most, I feel like than other sources like most of the people I've seen supporting me have bought something on Bandcamp so I really feel like if you're going to support me or your favorite artist the best way to do it is Bandcamp yo I really stand by that because those cats know they I feel like they support you know what I'm saying Spotify Spotify's doing better they have a donate button that's cool but you know, I, I'm saying my number one right now is Bandcamp as far as favorite uh, services where I want to send people that fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I, you know, glad to see you cooking. I know you've been cooking the entire time we've been talking. I don't know that. What, what, what have you been cooking, actually? Uh, I made some uh, sweet potato soup, you know what I'm saying? You put the carrots, you put the sweet potatoes, you put the you know, the vegetable broth and a whole bunch of spices, puree that. I mean, made some of that. Um, made some baked chicken, marinated it for a day, made that, and now I made a salad on the side, bro. So yeah. I'm about to ah. I'm about to get busy, bro. All right. All right, so we'll close this out with where can people you know, you know, plug yourself, where can people contact you on the interwebs, where can people look out for Charlie Smarts and all Charlie Smarts related. I mean, just like if you look up my name, I'm the first one to pop up. So C H A R L I E S M A R T S on everything. If you got something that's that's how you get to people, just look it up on that and just put Charlie Smarts on everything. Like it's me. Send me a DM on Instagram. I'll probably respond pretty quickly. Send me a email. That I mean, that's my email address. Charlie Smarts at Gmail. Like I mean. Just me. Like, if you see Charlie Smart somewhere, I'm him. I'm that one. So, like, just hit me up on anything. You know what I'm saying? Really, just listen to the music. You know what I mean? Just listen to the music and tell a friend if you fuck with it. You don't have to tell me. Tell one of your friends. Like, I already know my shit, though. Like, you ain't got to tell me. Tell one of your peoples that like dope music. Tell them my shit's dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you know, like, the new album, we had a good thing going. It's actually, you know, very 
very good. It's a good thing. So I <laughs> Yo, man, I appreciate you. Thanks so much, Craig, man. I appreciate you, bro. I, I really One of the best follows on Instagram, yo. If you if you if you don't get your fix of like thick, thick, nice, nice looking women, yo, follow okay. my man Craig. He he got that shit on deck. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate I'll, that. I'll, I'll be scrolling through my shit, and then it'll pop up. I'll be like, oh, it's found another one. Yeah, yeah. You're really in tune to the game. Yeah, just try to give give my love to the thick one. Try to do this. Yeah, thing. man. You're spreading happiness, man. I, I swear, I smile when I see it. So, you know what I'm saying? Keep sharing that happiness, bro. All right. Well, I, I will keep on doing that for you, man. All, All right. right thanks, well, man. you have a good dinner. All right, man. All right, that was uh, me and Charlie Smarts. That was a very enlightening, uplifting uh, convo I had with him. Uh, Once again, uh, go out and listen to uh, his new album. We had a good thing going. Listen to to a lot of the work by uh, the great Cooley High. That's with a K. Cooley... uh, uh, hi, uh, Rhapsody, Tab One, Foolery, all, all the Synops, whole crew. And um, so that's that's it for me. I'm uh, Craig Dillon. And, and um, thought I'd uh, close things out with a track by the uh, Presidential Players, which is um, a you know part like a, a, a collective that came out with one album years ago called uh, Block Party, which has uh George Floyd on it, man on his big Floyd. And uh, so this track has him, uh Big Miller, New Suspects, Poe Boy, and him. Thought I'd uh close things out with playing that track. So um until then, it's Craig D. Lindsay saying Sarah Huckabee, you me. Let's just get the fuck out there and march. Let's just do that. All right, let's let's do that.
Swinging all night long 